welcome to the Eric in the Morning podcast on 101.9 The Mix Chicago. All right, take it away, Eric. All right, hey, I was wondering, Time Melissa, who would you like to hear it from? Because they all have the same question. Uh, Shelly, Kathy, Brian, or Christine? Uh, why don't we just go with Christine? Okay, Christine it is. So, oh, wait, I just lost someone. Shelly it is. Okay, right. Shelly. <laughs> hey, Eric. All right. Uh, hi, Eric and gang. Uh, love the show and the podcast. Just wondering if you're going to be doing a Leno on the line this year. Now that the Bears are 3-0 and and everybody seems to be loving them, I just thought it might be a good idea. Thanks, Shelly. Kathy says, hey, Eric, with the Bears season starting, are you going to have anyone from the team on on Mondays? It's always great. Thanks, Kathy. Hey, what would Brian say? Brian said, hey, Eric, I was wondering. I don't think you've talked about this. Are you having somebody to interview every week from the Bears team like you've done in years past? Just wondering, Brian. Hmm. Is Karwowski on the quiet train still, Swanee? Can you send him a text and ask him if he's available or if he's only available for a whisper? <laughs> you know, because in the past, uh, we've had them all. Uh, Robbie Gold, yeah. Brad Maynard. I used to love Maynard. Patrick Manley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Charles Leno Jr. He is a big bear. Good old number 72, Chuck Leno. Yeah. yeah. Charles Leno Jr. Um, I thought about that, actually, to answer your question on all of you. Uh, I thought about it and uh, then realized, uh, well, things are a little tight around the mix right now, budgetarily. Ah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, you know. And nobody does anything about it out of the goodness of their heart anymore. That's crazy talk. Well, maybe we could convince him, you know, he can promote his brand. You know, maybe we, he can promote his Twitter or something. Hey, uh, yeah, even I, uh, Whip, say, promote my don't brand, know. don't pay the electric bill. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Indirect, <laughs> indirectly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah you know, but uh, maybe I was thinking, well, since it's 3-0, and it's, the Bears are 3-0, and it's probably a good idea. Oh, yeah. Right, and uh, this is one of the... Few pieces of good news that we seem to have right now. No yeah, doubt. There's only a few things. Right. You're three and Chicago Bears. Yeah. Uh, and so I thought, you know, maybe uh, if we could, you know, find a sponsor, maybe we could strong arm, or in this case, strong foot, you know, somebody like uh, Dr. Sklar over there at Foot First. <laughs> Absolutely. Throw a, you know, throw a sponsorship on top of Leno on the line. You can only yeah. imagine what an offensive yeah. lineman's foot looks like, the oh, pounding they take out there. Oh, God. Yeah, maybe right. we can, you know, get him a little something extra and, you know, some free footwork. Exactly. Yeah, shave some off there. Or whatever. Yeah, right. yeah make or, his feet look really pretty. You know, exactly. some, of, uh, some of our other great sponsors. Yeah. But maybe we, we do need to set that uh, that ball into motion, although I get a little reluctant because it seems like in the past, every time we do this, that's when bad things start to happen. Well, oh, can't live in fear, Eric. Can't live in fear. All right. Well, you know, it's 2020. That's how I live. Right. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know, again, for foot first podiatry. The other orthopedic shoe. Right. Yes. That's what he hands on. Nothing but orthopedic shoes. When did this become an elderly I don't know. What do you wear after you have a foot surgery? I don't know. I think I think a shoe. Oh. Did you hear the commercial? Yeah, yeah, back shoe in a gym shoe right. in weeks. That's true. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, when Big Karwowski arrives, can you alert us, Swanee? Or if we hear from him and, uh, you know, maybe we can begin the process. He can yeah. call Big Karwowski, call Charles, uh, get in touch with the Bears. Yeah. Put some feelers out. Yeah. yeah. Find out. Maybe we can make something happen here. Maybe we send him so. a little mixed onesie for his new baby, and then he'll feel persuaded. That's true. He does have the new baby, yeah. Which is like as now? new now. Yeah, the baby's like a year and a half old now. She's still tiny. I follow his wife on Instagram. Okay. And uh, the baby's so cute. Oh, adorable. All right. 312-233-1019. Yeah, I don't know. 
I normally don't pay attention to stuff like this, and then I saw Teenage Dream play, and I thought, that's Violetta's car's name. That's all weird. Yeah, what a good fit. Today is Name Your Car Day. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Top three uh, names for your car. Uh, Woody, your car's named what? Good morning, Eric. My vessel's called the Black Pearl. (laughs) Oh, my God. What's your accent? (laughs) Are you Australian? (laughs) Woody's doing an Australian bit. Oh, Oh, I like it. Good eye, mate. Uh, Nicole, (laughs) your car is named what? Big Daddy Denali. I think I know what kind of car that is. Big Big Daddy Denali. (laughs) Yeah. That's a Big Daddy Denali. Bill. The Green Monster. The Green Monster. Mm. (laughs) And you have uh, more normal names, like uh, Steve. Uh, named after Benjamin Buford Blue from Forrest Gump, it's Bubba. 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 Bubba Shrimp. Short and sweet. Nick, your car's named what? Morning, guys. My car name is Damon Salvador from the Vampire Diaries. Damon. Oh, Damon Salvador. That's, that's interesting. It's sweet and it's cuddly. Hannah, at number three. Uh, fluffy. Fluffy. That's <laughs> uh, so sweet. It's not so sweet. And at number two, Patrick. Death Trap. Death Trap. Wow. <laughs> and finally, wow. in at number one, it's time to name your car, and yours has the perfect name. Nikki. Colby Calais. Colby Calais. Ooh. Did she sing bubbly? Wow. Uh, why Why She's Colby Calais? She's Cobalt Blue. Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah, cool. see, I, wish you, I know what so you did I've there. I had three cars, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, Jada Pinkett Smith, and Colby Calais. Oh, look at that. Okay. Jada Pinkett Smith. Wow. <laughs> Green. Yeah. Of course. I and like now, it. Now, Colby Calais. Uh, what kind of car is Colby Calais? She is a Volkswagen Tiguan. Look at that. Wow. Got a Tiguan on the road. <laughs> uh, Dr. Kevin Most is the uh, chief medical officer of Northwestern Medicine Central DuPage Hospital and uh, a regular contributor on this show for the past six, seven, eight months, however long it's been that uh, we've sure. all been living the life that we're living with COVID-19. And then... The surprising announcement that is uh, causing uh, all sorts of uncertainty, not only in this nation, but globally as well. Overnight at 1 o'clock Eastern time, President Trump tweeted out that he and the First Lady have both tested positive and are now in self-quarantine at the White House, which will go on for 14 days at least, right? Sure. Which, of course, has thrown everything upside down. We're... Less than, well, we're about 30 days away, right, from the election. What is today? November the 3rd, so. so yeah, uh, getting close. Yeah, 33. Something like that. Ish, something yeah, like that. So half of that will be spent in quarantine. The debates are up in the air. But more importantly, you know, the health and, and safety of the leader of our country is very important as well yeah. from a safety standpoint globally. So let's try to figure all of that out. And uh, let's just dump it all in Dr. Kevin Most's lap and let him figure it out. <laughs> right, sort this all out for yeah. us right now. What the hell are we going to do, Dr. Most? Jeez. <laughs> Ah, uh, did you hear the news? Yes, good morning, guys. Yeah, kind of uh, amazing news that really will throw everybody kind of in a little bit of a tizzy right now, that's for sure. Yes, global markets are showing a lot of uncertainty, and I know that uh, around the world there's some uncertainty in different nations. A lot of stories are coming in now. So the president makes the announcement last night at 1 a.m. The president is 74 years old. We know very little about his health and compared to past presidents because he plays it pretty close to the vest. So this really isn't a fair question to you, Dr. Most. I'm just get, asking you to give us your educated guess. How concerned should we be about the president's well-being now that he has contracted COVID-19? You know, I, I would think we'd all be pretty concerned. We look at vulnerable populations, and he certainly falls into it just from the things that we know. His age is 74. He's overweight. We know that. 
And just being overweight, he has three times the risk of hospitalization that for COVID for someone who isn't. He's male. We know that that's a, a, a strike against him. And it would not surprise me if he has, you know, some hypertension and some uh, other issues that would, again, put him at a higher risk. So there's the risk of the president, Eric, but probably one of the bigger risks is the contact tracing and who he has been around and the impact that that could have as well. And I know that they had said, and I'm glad you brought that up, they had said that that uh, that process is actually underway. Is that right, Whip? I think that's underway. I think it's probably a pretty difficult process uh, with the crowds and things that he sees. But, yeah. And and even the other people that he works with in the White House. The Supreme Court Justice nominee. The vice president. Now, uh, Dr. Most, a lot of people are talking about the debate earlier this week. Uh, Is uh, Democratic nominee Joe Biden at risk? Is Chris Wallace at risk? Are the people, the few people that were in that environment watching that are they at risk well the ones in the that were there watching i think if i'm not mistaken there were 75 people and it looked like they were fairly far away chris wallace was fairly far away biden on the other hand you know these were two guys that looked at each other and and were talking quite loud um when we talk about that six feet mark we're talking about a normal conversation we're not talking about someone who's singing yelling screaming where we know that this virus has traveled further distances they looked like they were probably maybe 15 feet and I, I think that's probably why so from biden's point of view i'm not as concerned as i am all the other people who prepped him for this uh, debate for his cabinet that he meets with and and like uh, uh melissa just said or violetta you know the supreme court justice uh, nominee it's a, an absolutely unbelievable development what kind of uh what kind of treatment or what kind of experience will the president have in quarantine i'm guessing obviously he will receive round the clock care but is this just something that uh, like the rest of us he'll just take 14 days hopefully be on the mend and come back you know i don't think so i think you're going to see a full court press by his uh by his medical team it would not surprise me if he's put on remdesivir it would not surprise me if he's even looked at some of the trial medications that we are that we know are out there um just because right now he's probably in he could be in the pre-symptomatic, you know, like say he's, he's doing quite well. He's doing quite well because it's very early in the illness. So really it's going to be what's going to happen over these next three to five days and knowing how close he's going to play this tight to his vest, will we even know? Another unfair question. You're talking about uh, symptoms, and obviously you don't know his medical history. You don't know him personally. You've never treated him. But in your experience, when you encounter someone of his age and someone of his general observable health, what kind of symptoms do you see? The breathing symptoms, are there others? Yeah, oh, yeah, there's definitely others. But really, the breathing system, symptoms are the biggest ones in this age group. You know, when we look at the impact of this early on, uh, if you look in March, April, May, what were, what were we seeing? People in his age group with full-blown pneumonia that needed to be intubated, that need to be on ventilators. Now, I'm not saying that's happening because we had plenty of other people that we had in the hospital and in an outpatient setting that did well with minor symptoms. But if you look at the extremes, the pneumonia is probably the biggest thing. Uh, He's not a smoker. I don't think he's ever smoked, if I'm not mistaken. So he has that going for him. But really, pneumonia is probably one of the biggest things. But remember, this is an illness that doesn't just treat the lung or just infect the lungs. We've had people with heart uh, incidents. We've had kidney problems. So this is a much bigger incident, uh, much bigger disease 
than just the simple upper respiratory that we talk about. The conversation seems to be, too, that uh, we keep hearing about uh, resurgence. Are you seeing that right now? We are seeing resurgence in our testing numbers, but we're not seeing resurgence in the hospitalizations, which if you remember, we talked a little bit earlier about the new strain that came out around June that was much more infectious but not as virulent. We're seeing that a little bit. Our biggest concern right now is as we start to uh, see these numbers increase, are we going to see the vulnerable population, like the president, being exposed? We've really at least tried to protect that population now a lot more than we could in the past. A lot different how we treat nursing homes and who can go into nursing homes and how we're testing those people. A lot tighter testing in the hospital settings as well. So we certainly have taken a lot of steps to clamp that down to protect that vulnerable population. But obviously the president not wearing masks and being around those individuals kind of really hit on one of our core foundation is wearing a mask and the importance of uh, physical distancing. So, Doctor, uh, a lot of people have been worried about the twindemic of the flu season combining with COVID still being out there. When does flu season officially begin? Because I keep thinking, like, well, if we make it into flu season, we don't see some kind of huge spike, maybe that thing won't happen. When can we feel like maybe we're out of the woods and that thing isn't going to happen? Probably March. Oh. Okay. All right, then. Buckle up. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, the so flu season really starts right now. You know, so we have the, the flu vaccine is available right now. I really encourage people to get that. If you if you look historically, we've had some years where we've had flu just before Thanksgiving. We've had it in December. We've had it in January. We've had it in February. And even two years ago, we had that late uh, spike in March. So really, flu season will go all the way through March. Cool. Great It'll news. Interesting. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Love having you Thanks, on, Doc. Thanks, Winter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we were talking about how um, COVID might hang in the air. We were talking about it like maybe 20 or 30 minutes ago. So have they actually confirmed uh, how long it stays in the air because it's just so light and what they call it, like an aerosol type of? Um, Correct. What is Correct. So, well, let's see. You know, it, it's aerosol versus droplet. Um, and if you remember about two weeks ago, the CDC put out a, a warning on a Friday and it was pulled almost immediately because there wasn't the science behind it. But we think that, wait, if the CDC had this ready to go, but somebody mistakenly put it out there, should it be out there? Under that scenario, the six foot droplet work is not what we're now concerned about. We're now more concerned about 15 to 20 feet because like you said, the droplets are much smaller. They can go further than the heavy droplets that we know will drop within six feet. So that is probably one of the bigger concerns, especially right now, knowing the close contact that he was with with so many people. It's an unbelievable development, okay. uh, Dr. Most. We appreciate your time this morning. Uh, we will keep you on speed dial if any more developments happen. And uh, hopefully uh, you can continue to lend your insight and expertise to us. We appreciate it. Yeah, and if anything else comes up this morning, please just give me a call back. All right, thanks. Thank you. Don't rule that out yeah. because, you know yeah. what, it's early. Yeah, I'll see you for I, a one thirty appointment. Yeah, also, more importantly, did you get your tea time? Yeah. All right. Thanks, Dr. Most. We'll see you. Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer with Northwestern Medicine, Central DuPage Hospital. It is a very, very interesting morning and interesting overnight developments. Ooh. We'll run it all down again coming up. Top three things trending on Twitter. 
We make the leap over to the social media desk. Violetta is checking those out. Has the top three for us. You ready? Yes. Off to the races at number three. Twitter is on fire with President Trump and First Lady Melania. Both reported to have tested positive for COVID-19. Also, though, hashtag Christmas is trending. And not because we're 84 days away, but because CNN obtained secret tapes of First Lady Melania talking to um, East Wing advisor Stephanie Winston about the White House Christmas decorations and receiving criticism about policy for separating kids at the border. Um, she also, the Polish first lady, also dropped a couple of F-bombs in there. So, oh, wow. Did you um, say the polished first lady? Or the yeah, po- like very polished. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I thought for a second it might be the Polish first oh, lady. Oh, no, I just mean she's like very polished <laughs> and put oh, together. Okay, so it okay. was interesting if you heard her drop some F-bombs. Yeah. Well, you know, and remember, <laughs> she'd received a bunch of criticism. Was that, I don't know how many years ago. Was it last year? Maybe two years ago? For the uh, Christmas decorations that had a certain... Euro, Euro flair to them. Yeah, no, they had that kind of dark, it was, like. It was like, like a bloody. It was the hallway with all the red trees, so it looked very like gothic. Yeah, there was a gothic uh, feel yeah, to okay, it, and everything. Okay. Ooh, that has a kind of weird feel. Yeah. So we'll see what this year's looked like. Eighty-four days is all. I know. Can you believe oh it? God. It's flying by. Please, 2021. Please, 2021. I know. <laughs> uh, trending on Twitter, number two. Well, the Halloween decorations for this year are very popular, and Home Depot probably has the most popular one right now, a 12-foot giant skeleton. It's enormous and allegedly very difficult to assemble, you can only imagine. It seems like everybody across the country is loving this. Uh, it goes for about $300, and if you can find it at Home Depot, go ahead and try, but a lot of places have it sold out, and it is all all over Twitter. It's just like adorable and enormous. Yeah, it wasn't there yesterday. I went to look, look for it. it. You were going to get it? <laughs> uh-huh. It was gone. Really? Yeah. yeah. They already were sh- putting all the Halloween decorations to the side and all the Christmas stuff was up. Wow. 84 so, days. I know. <laughs> and trending on Twitter, number one. Fleetwood Mac song Dreams is trending right now because a viral skateboarder on TikTok they tripled their sales by using the song. Um, the father of two isn't one of these youngsters on TikTok. He has two kids. and not a youngster. Youngsters. Yeah, I don't know how to describe him. He's not like with those like teenage TikTokers. Um, but he's skateboarding down a highway somewhere in Idaho, and the song Dreams from Fleetwood Mac is playing. He takes a swig out, out of um, Ocean Spray Cranberry Raspberry Juice straight out of the bottle. <laughs> product and, placement, product placement, product placement. <laughs> and then he's uh, lip-singing to the song Fleetwood Mac sales tripled um, and then also doubled in streams, so they're loving it. They retweeted it. Everybody's loving the video. It's a total, as the kids say, vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Paul uh, Paul Rudd said uh, vibe, and uh, I believe when Paul Rudd was trying yeah, to act like a kid. Yeah, he's vibing with his homies yeah. on his iPhone, yeah. talking to Cuomo. Yeah. My 17-year-old always talks to me about what's vibing. <laughs> Is that what he said? She. Yeah, we always, uh, we always talk vibe. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, thank you. Woman accidentally tells best friends she's pregnant before husband, and he's not happy about it. Melissa says, too bad. It's not that big a deal. It's my thing to tell. You should deal with it. <laughs> I did what? not. What? <laughs> you did say, hey, no big deal. <laughs> you did? I don't think it's that big of a deal if you tell your mom. All right. Hey, Whip. Yes. I'm going to give you a, a challenge here. Oh. Uh, while this is going on. Yeah. Try to think of... Something that could qualify as the male equivalent, male equivalent of, this. of announcing that you're having a baby. Yeah, that's yeah. like a woman. Really that's a big announcement, right? Right, right. Try to think like the, and I, I told you this was going to be tough. Okay, like a male equivalent announcement. Take some time and think about that. Okay, okay? I'll think about it. Three one two two three three one zero one nine. Anybody listening who told someone other than your significant other you were having a baby, you told them first. 
Hi, Gina. Good morning. Hi, uh, you alerted pretty much the entire world first, huh? <laughs> I did. Mm-hmm. My my husband and I were told we couldn't have kids, and I was at work when I realized that I was really, really late, so I went to the local Walgreens. Late for work? You know. No, it's not important. Don't answer that. <laughs> keep moving. Keep moving. Keep, keep moving with the story. I was supposed to coach a volleyball game that night, and I knew I immediately needed to get home, so I ended up telling several coworkers and fellow coaches, and on the way home called my sister. Yeah, there were several people that knew before my husband. On the way home, you called your sister after telling several coworkers at volleyball. Several to me is how many? It was about three. About three coworkers, your sister, uh, the person at the McDonald's (laughs) drive-thru, the guy who pulled you over. All these people knew before your husband did. Yep, the cashier at Walgreens. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, And uh, and now, in hindsight, do you feel you should have told him first, or are you good with the way it went down? No, he knows that's absolutely how it would work out with someone like me. I see. He he wasn't surprised at all. He was more surprised that he was going to be a father. Right. He's like, I'm I'm surprised you told me at all. (laughs) Yeah. I'm surprised I even got told. Yeah. I figured about six months in, he'd be like, you look different. (laughs) Something seems up with you. Oh, yeah, by the way, you're having a baby. No kidding. When did that happen? About six months ago? Wow. I wonder if there's guys that have found out from somebody other than their wife. Oh, that would be fascinating. That would be be fascinating. That would be insulting. That would be a little rough. Hang on, Melissa. We'll get to your call. Michelle. Yes. Good morning. Alerted uh, someone other than your significant other that you were having a baby. Who'd you tell first? Um, I my, it was actually at work, so I told my coworker. She brought me down the glass of water because I was having a panic attack. Uh-huh. Um, and she said, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. It's not anything stronger." <laughs> oh, honey, uh, well. <laughs> wow. Uh, so just one coworker before you alerted him. Well, then I had to tell the rest of my coworkers because well, I wasn't feeling well. Yeah. And then I went to Target because I didn't believe the first test. Uh-huh. So then the cashier knew. Right. <laughs> and yep. then I called my sister okay. and yep. my mom. All right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's one, two, well, three, I was four, a young five, mom. Six, so so he's, uh, he's not even, now you're into double digits and he hasn't been alerted yet. Right. And then as soon as I went home and then I just kind of was like, hey, so, um, yeah, I'm pregnant. That's kind of how it went. He He's like, really yeah, I know. I saw that. it on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> everybody was congratulating yeah, he us. He doesn't know that I told everybody else first. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. doesn't? Uh, do you think he would be upset no. if he knew? No, I don't think so. I think he was just more shocked of uh, just, mm-hmm. yeah, just the fact that we're having a baby. Versus, right, right, I mean, right. We were just like a brand new couple and kind of just, uh, we've only been going out for like six months. (laughs) That will be a shocker. Wow. Yeah. yeah, It's like, (laughs) hope you might have not wanted to know. (laughs) You know, uh, Melissa, some people are, you know, telling their mom first, some are telling a a close coworker. Uh, You chose to tell who first that you were pregnant? My dentist. Your dentist. Well, yeah, he or she needs to know. Yeah, why would you tell your uh, your husband before you tell your dentist? I mean, so priorities. My husband, already, my husband already left for work, and I figured this is my third, so I figured something was up. I took a pregnancy test. Mm-hmm. Then I had an early dentist appointment, and, you know, I just go for my regular cleaning, and then they're like, oh, you need x-rays. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. Right. Right. Well, no. good. So there was a good reason for it other oh, than okay. you just happened to be, you know, driving by your dentist's office and stopped in to alert him. 
Right, right. Right, yeah. Or you know when they're like in your mouth, like, what's new? That's exactly it. Yep. Whip, did you get a, come up with a male equivalent? Well, I think I have one, because it has to be good news, I think. So um, I say, let's say the two of you have put an offer in on a house that you really, really want. Okay. And you're both kind of waiting with bated breath to see if your offer gets accepted and whether or not you'll get that house. All right. So the sellers accept the offer, and somehow you find out first as the husband... And then you go tell, like, your mom and the grocery store clerk and your buddies yeah. at work and everybody else before you actually tell your wife. And then Would she finds out from that? that. Uh Melissa, if uh, he told, you know, the person at Walgreens and then his dad and he called his brother and then, uh, you know, a couple of buddies at the golf course. And, <laughs> and then, you know, all these people knew. And then uh, he, he finally lets you in. Oh, by the way, we got the house. You're like, oh, great. I can't wait to tell everybody. And uh, he says, well, that's all right. I already told everybody. Uh-huh. Everybody knows your parents are very pleased. That would, yeah. yeah. Um, that would be cool. In all honesty, I suppose if it took that long uh-huh. and there was that many people that knew before me, right. golf buddies and stuff, right. that might be a little weird. Okay. But if he just went and called his mom or dad or something, I don't care. Not a big deal. Just a moment ago, I asked uh, Melissa Whip and Violetta, who is more annoying, guys or girls, just in general. They're just general existence. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Melissa chose guys. Uh, Whip chose girls. And Violetta chose girls. So we fell to that side of the list because I've got the uh, top five most annoying things about guys and top five most annoying things about girls as deduced by a survey of 20 and 30-somethings. Number okay. one thing most annoying about girls is they're always blank but never know what to do about it. Hmm. Is this difficult? Kind of. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. I think I know. Not for Laura, of course. Whip would probably know. I'm well, guessing I, you're going to get it right. I, 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 I'll tell you if I did. I won't tell you in advance. But yeah. Laura, what do you think it is? They are always... Hungry. That is exactly ah. it. Ah. They are okay. always hungry, and they never know what to do about it or where they want to go. Oh, ah. That is so true. Funny. I'm always hungry. Why are girls <laughs> always hungry? That's a great question. Is that your answer, Whip? No, I was going to say cold. That too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my nose is cold right Laura, now. <laughs> are you more uh, always hungry or more always cold, Laura? Oh, I'm always hungry. Always hungry. <laughs> you never know where you want to go. I know. Like, you're I, like, don't I don't know what I want to I don't know. You pick. I'm too hungry I to pick. Know. I, know. I don't know what I have a taste so for. annoying. <laughs> Most annoying thing about girls, according to 20s and 30-somethings, always hungry, but they never know where they want to go. Number two, they over-explain everything. We experience that here on a daily <laughs> I basis. I know. That is so me. Number three, you give them what they want, and then they want something else, Whip. Uh-huh. Always. What does that mean? That's totally. absolutely true. You know. Yeah, you know. give a little, and then want a little more. Yeah, you, I want you to communicate more with me. Then you're like, okay, fine. Then you sit down and start communicating. Like, but now I'm really hungry. <laughs> God. <laughs> and is it hot in here? Oh, jeez, I'm so cold. <laughs> yeah. Never Number stops. four, they start getting ready after you were supposed to already leave. Oh, and it always takes you at least four to five times longer to get ready than us. That was we my have, guess yeah. on late, the we first one. And to do. they want to talk about everything. Talking it out really helps no, see where doesn't. we stand on. It's, it's all about cre- communication. Creates more problems. Plus, you're way too hungry. <laughs> if I were to ask you, that's the top five list of annoying things about girls. They also created a top five list for the most annoying things about guys. Number one is they always use blanks. They always Blank. use blanks, and it's so annoying. And I'll, oh. I'll give you a clue. Violetta always complains about this. Oh, I know it. What is it? I think so. Uses emojis? That is exactly oh. right. 
Guys always respond with emojis instead of words. Uh, oh. Like that's that's like 101. You can't even use a word like to answer a question. It's an emoji and the shrug emoji. Forget Hashtag about it. Shrug emoji. That's <laughs> I, I always <laughs> said that. That's why they're there? That's why they, it doesn't matter what they said. Them. What time are we going? Uh, what's for dinner tonight? Uh, how's you your fun? day? They're really mm-hmm. putting in the effort. What time is it? <laughs> Just saying hi. Oh. Shrug emoji. Oh. It's universally accepted. No, <laughs> it's not acceptable. Other, uh, the top five most annoying things about guys. Number two, they're always checking out other girls. <laughs> Have you seen that Hope Hicks whip? Oh, boy. No. She is something. <laughs> Isn't she? Uh, yeah. Corona she's in the, yeah. She's in the news. Yeah. But so maybe we can uh, bring that up to speed at 830. The worst part is when you're sitting right with them and like their eyes just drift. You're like, uh, yeah. hello, I'm here. <laughs> Check out other girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we don't notice you because you're too busy eating. <laughs> uh, number three of the most annoying things about guys, uh, they're easily jealous. Are guys more jealous than girls are? That's a good question. I think a lot of them are. Yeah, because I think... More than women, though? A lot though? of them are. Because I think girls get hit on more, so there's more material to upset guys. Thank you for the excuse. Jeez. Why it's not my fault you're listen, 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 listen to the sentence. Mm-hmm. It's not our fault. Oh, okay. Uh, number four, guys uh, generally smell weird. More specifically, they have bad feet. Oh, geez. How do we manage that? Oh. And then finally, number five, they're not great at communicating their feelings. Hashtag shrug emoji. Oh. There you go. That's how I'm feeling. I feel like shrugging. Strange bridal requests. Hang on, Kurt. We'll get to you here in a second. I thought there'd be quite a few of these. I thought sometimes brides yeah. maybe get a little... Uh, a little strange with their request, right? Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe it's completely normal. Hmm. Maybe as a bridesmaid, you've never experienced... Like, Melissa, you've been a bridesmaid yeah, a couple, two, three hundred times? I think it's about 16. Wow. It's been all normal? Um, Pretty much. I mean, I think the most unusual thing I was asked by the bride was to not color my hair. I've heard of that happening, yeah. Um, I don't know why that was such a big deal because, you know, you like to get the highlights or, you know, I think I was talking to her about going darker and then I, she thought it wasn't going to look good with a dress. <laughs> I got an email uh, from a woman who says, uh, when I was a bridesmaid, the bride went out of her way to ask me to please not get pregnant before her wedding. Oh! Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. She knew my husband and I had been thinking about it and asked us not to do it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, whatever works for you. Oh, yeah. She's a bride. She's making a request. You can always uh, decline that request. You go, I'm going to take a pass on that. All right. Do you still I want appreciate the, the ask. <laughs> yeah. Hi there, Kurt. Uh, hi. A strange bridal request? Yeah, my uh, my wife uh, just decided to do the uh, male bridesmaid. So she, really? Uh, she, yeah, okay. she, asked, uh, she asked her cousin um, to be... We are uh, one of our brides, or her, one of her bridesmaids, and uh, he kind of looks like Chewbacca a little bit. So, very uh, hairy guy. He didn't, okay. have, he didn't have to wear a dress. He um, did wear a suit and a uh, tie. So. Okay, so much uh, unlike this bride uh, that demanded that the male bridesmaid wear the dress and the makeup, he didn't have to follow through on either of those things. Yeah, and it was uh, the reason was because I mean she did have very close uh, girlfriends, but she didn't want to get into sort of a, a weird fight between some of them. To, sure. On uh, yeah, so she went with uh, she went with family members. I wonder if you see that very often where, you know, uh, guys will get asked to be a bridesmaid. Mm-hmm. Probably not often, but it, it does more happen. often than expected. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hi there, Lauren. Hey there. So, yeah, I'm supposed to get something from Taylor Swift herself what? for a wedding in October. That was the request made? Please get something from Taylor Swift? 
Yeah, like a flower arrangement or something signed or an Instagram message, something like that. Wow, you're, you're a big fan. What? Yeah, she's yeah. obviously the bride's a huge Taylor Swift fan. Yeah. And, but thinks you could just do that? Yeah, it's a Taylor Swift-themed wedding. Right. Their bridal song is Lover. It's a whole thing. Wow. And so she's like, I would like everybody to try to get Taylor to acknowledge. Uh, maybe she's thinking, you know, if I get eight or nine of you to do this, Taylor might notice because you see Taylor do these things. Oh, well, I guess. From time to time. I'm the only one she's asked, though. All right, so you're on your own then. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. you should just fake something. Good luck something. with that. Yeah. Wow, all right, a bunch of uh, stories uh, now for you that we haven't had a chance to get to until this moment with a whole new angle on the way we wrap up Story Friday. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Try something a little different today. Ten minutes after nine. Uh, this is for you, Melissa. I know you're very excited. I know you love uh, uh, everything uh, extraterrestrial and moon-related, and you love everything Halloween. I do. You know, the two are about to be combined. According yeah, to ABC News, uh, Blue Moon, a Blue Moon is going to occur on Halloween this year. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. I thought it was now, just a full moon, but it's a Blue Moon, too? Yeah. A Blue Moon means okay. two full moons in one month. Oh, okay, that's why. Because I think we had the other full moon just a couple days ago. The uh, last time, well, that wouldn't be in this month then. Yeah, well, I think the full moon was... last night. I think it's been an ongoing full moon. Uh, it must have been last night then. All right. Yeah. Uh, the last time a full moon was seen on Halloween was in 2001. Wow. Oh, okay. I, wow. Yeah. I, when you said two full moons, I'm like, I thought we have one. Funny how that works I out. I had that to way. wait for the sentence to end. I was like, go. "What? Yep, yep. Two Where's moons that other side moon by side? From? It's a new thing. It's just like a Star Wars thing. Yeah, Tatooine uh, has two. Thanks. Uh, there's a uh, a court ruling. See, it's already starting. Uh, there's a uh, Tatooine. I might have the wrong planet. Don't I'm email me. Trying to be overly nerdy right now. <laughs> the court has ruled Subway bread doesn't qualify as bread. I saw. Did what? you see this? Subway bread doesn't like qualify bread. for value-added tax exemption. Because it doesn't meet the legal definition of bread, or indeed food, under the relevant law, says Ireland's Supreme Court. Yeah, a law from all the way 1972. So I wonder if uh, the Subway bread is different in different countries. I I don't know. Uh, The court ruled that all six varieties of bread used in the company's sandwiches are far too sugary to officially qualify as bread. But they were just looking for tax breaks, so it's not too bad of a story. Yeah, that's at the very beginning. But it doesn't qualify under the purest definition the court says as bread, tax break or not. If they weren't, if they just said, is this bread, the court's still saying, based on the sugar content, no, it is not bread. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, McDonald's is selling out of spicy McNuggets and is running low on the new spicy dipping sauce. Did you try them? I have not. Oh, they're so good. Are they? Yeah, but I, they ran out of the spicy sauce when I tried them, so I had to eat them plain. Also said to be in low supply that uh, were released along the same time as the spicy McNuggets, uh, the accompanying mighty hot sauce, and the Chips Ahoy McFlurry. Oh, I haven't tried that. Yeah, I saw nice. a Chips Ahoy uh, semi going down the street yesterday. Oh. That was looking good. <laughs> the Chips Ahoy truck. It's relevant. <laughs> what you're talking, you just said Chips Ahoy. I saw a truck once, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh With Chips Ahoy on the side? Yeah, actually, I did. Oh. One, one time. <laughs> one time, okay. <laughs> yesterday? Uh, not yesterday. Oh, well, see, that's where we differ. <laughs> You can get an update on those horses on the road. <laughs> that would be hoses. <laughs> Mountain Dew is working on a hot sauce flavor and wants fans to weigh in. You know, it's the damnedest thing. I saw a Mountain Dew truck yesterday. <laughs> That's very you interesting, too? Eric. Wow. Funny how that ties in. Yeah. Mountain Dew hot sauce flavor. Who wants that? Mm. Who wants ice cream? I do. No, you don't. A no. delivery driver was caught rubbing a tub of ice cream on his crotch while no. waiting at the door to deliver it. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> 
weirdo. Was the cap on? Oh, no, oh I'm enjoying myself. Uh, oh, that's funny. Gross. Yeah. The shocking moment in England that a Domino's pizza delivery driver was rubbing a tub of ice cream on his crotch before handing it over to a customer. Oh the employee was caught on the customer's ring doorbell. Uh, rubbing the tub of Ben and Jerry's birthday cake oh, flavor on his trousers, they say. Oh, God. At least the trousers were stuff. there. Yeah, at least he got his trousers That's on as saying. opposed to this. An erotic coronavirus novel actually exists. What? We should have Melissa read this. Really? Like, report. like do a book report. How is that? Yeah. Could they you should do that on your to... podcast. You should read that, like the erotic <laughs> no- coronavirus novel. People wouldn't listen for that. I think they would. Yeah. What's like? Uh, they say... Kissing the Coronavirus is an actual 16-page book of erotica. You can handle that. 16 pages? <laughs> That's all? Yeah. It's, it's as much. insane as it sounds, according to more than a few reviews. It has to be read to be believed. Here's the Ooh. plot summary in case okay. your interest is piqued. She was supposed to cure the coronavirus. Instead, she fell in love with it. Oh, what? Dr. Alexa Ashing- Ashtingtonford. That's her name. Ashtingtonford? Ashtingtonford. <laughs> She's got like three last names yeah. in one. Well, that's the comedy in it, see? <laughs> is part Fake. of a crack team of scientists tasked with finding the cure to the devastating coronavirus. Little did she know she would end up falling in love with it. In the steam, steamy viral erotica novel, Kissing Coronavirus, a steamy tale about forbidden love and dark desires come to life. Oh, you're definitely reading this. <laughs> oh, freaking I am. Set that aside. See if that's we can order right. that from Melissa. Okay. That'd be nice. Oh, my God. College professor accidentally shows off his adult pictures during his virtual class. Oh, no. You hear about these from time to time. Yeah. At the University of Colorado in Denver, a professor recently embarrassed himself during a virtual class. Students were learning about mechanical engineering when several adult pictures popped up on their computer screen. They were from the photo gallery on the professor's computer. Mm. Nobody wants to see that. Got to get out the vote this year, don't we? You know how you do it? Mm. Sex toys. Uh, Sex Shop is sending free toys to women who pledge to vote in the U.S. election. Oh, okay. Lucky them. Melissa seems a little too enthusiastic about this one, too. I don't know. It's different. (laughs) It might work. Billy McWilliams, that's his real name, owner of the erotic, uh, Erotic Shop in Bozeman, Montana, says he will be sending out 2,200 bullets. In either red, white, or blue to women across the country, regardless of their political affiliation. <laughs> it's kind of nice, right? Mm-hmm. Get out the vote. Many people are worried as to whether or not that will happen with the U.S. mail. And then this story comes out. U.S. Postal Service loses winning lottery ticket in the mail. Mm. Mm. That but is not Normally, good. guys, I can't stop you from talking. I was like, mm. Well, we're just, we're hearing uh, it out. Mm. <laughs> Is that all you got? Yeah, just a second ago, I just yeah. I mentioned McDonald's hot sauce, and I like, hey, I saw a truck. Did you see a truck? Yeah. I saw a truck. <laughs> Chips Ahoy, I saw a truck. Now I'm like U.S. Postal Service losing winning lottery tickets, and a sex shop sending out free bullets, and yeah. you're all like dead silent. Well, so why are they <laughs> mailing before. I'm lottery trying to ticket. myself. Where are they uh, mailing The New York it? Post says the U.S. Postal Service recently lost a winning lotto ticket in the mail. In Hernando County, Florida, a woman won a $1,000 lottery jackpot in the second chance game. She could not claim her prize in person because the lottery offices were closed due to the pandemic. Oh. So she mailed her winning ticket to the state's lottery office. The office says it never received it. The oh. U.S. Postal Service has apologized. I would be so afraid. You can't mail stuff like that you really need. It's like $1,000 in cash in an envelope and uh, putting it in a mailbox. Who well, would they, do that? You're basically saying you don't trust the mail. You no, don't. I you don't. Guys, you can't. Well, then maybe there's an <laughs> argument to be made about voting, I guess. I like the mail, but I don't trust it. Uh, speaking of voting, Bark turns presidential candidates into chewable dog toys, so your dog can chew on Joe Biden <laughs> or the Dognold. <laughs> dognold, those the are dog-nold. cute. Yeah, okay. yeah, you can get those. That's cute. <laughs> That's great. 
Skip right over that one. Uh, <laughs> oh. Chicago cyclist rides 2,500 miles from Poo Poo Point to Pee Pee Creek. Remember yesterday we were talking about Hell, Michigan. Right. There's actually a Pee Pee Creek, Ohio, and a Poo Poo Point, Washington. <laughs> yeah. And a Chicago cyclist, Ruben Lopez, is going to take the journey, or is in the midst of it right now. He left Poo Poo Point in August and said it should take him roughly 36 days, so this will be any day now, to arrive at Ohio's Pee Pee Creek. A journey of about 2,500 miles. Wow, 2,500 yeah. miles. He's riding the bike as opposed to running, which is something Will Ferrell did once without his pants on. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, mm-hmm. Streaking. Will Ferrell told sportscaster Dan Patrick that he scared people while filming his streaking scene for the movie Old School. He did? This street, it's in Pasadena, kind of looks like a main street, so they had all these pretty little storefronts. Uh, one of which was a gym. After work, everyone's getting their workout in. It's 6 o'clock at night. People are on the treadmills right in the window. And no one's told them there's going to be a man running naked down the street. Oh, my God. The first take, I'm running, doing my lines, and I'm hearing muffled shrieks and screaming from the people on their treadmills. <laughs> By the third take, everyone was gone. Literally, everyone had cleared out of the window. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what? Yeah. Hey, this is Will Farrell. You're listening to Eric on the mix. We're going streaking! What a morning. A lot of news. Yeah. A lot of news breaking as we head into the weekend. It's our second check of what's uh, trending on Twitter. We do it each and every morning right at 7 a.m. And all right about now-ish. Over to the social media desk. Violetta has the top three, I believe, ready to go, right? Yes, sir. In at number three. Morgan Freeman is lending his iconic voice to 21 Savage and Metro Bowman's new song, Savage Mode 2. Uh, a quote or a lyric that he sings or talks says in the song is, the difference is at least a snitch is human, but a rat is effing rat, period. You sound just like him. <laughs> I don't know how to do his voice. Yeah, everybody wants to lay on a bed of your voice. <laughs> there you go. Thanks. Trending on Twitter number two. Well, the Borat 2 trailer is out, and Sasha Baron Cohen has a new comedy movie coming out. Borat was popular for his very revealing lime green bikini. Obviously, I'm sure you guys remember oh, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The mankini, right? Yeah, the mankini. But right. it just covers up just like very little in the front. Yeah. Um, the promo now. He doesn't like you describing it as very little. Oh, well, just ah. it packages everything so tightly. Right. Um, in the new promo, he's wearing a corona a mask, virus mask bikini. So, like, the part that you put over your mouth is, like, going over his junk. And then the okay. strings come all the way up. So, it's, Oof. yeah, it's also very revealing. Sure did you ever look. see the first movie? I did. And I feel like back then it worked because everybody thought it was real and didn't realize it was a spoof. But then now, like, that he's not a real guy it is a character. Now I just don't know how this one's going to go. It does come out on October 23rd on Amazon Prime. I don't know. It's it's funny, but it makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah, and I, he would say that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he'd say that's the idea. But yeah, yeah. I think that is the idea. Yeah, yeah. but I watch it. I'm like, oh, but it's like surprised it loses the funny because the so uncomfortable, uncomfortable takes uh, over. And yeah. now there's so much he uncomfortable anyway yeah. in the world that Nothing like shocking. it could get really nasty. It's yeah. interesting and trending on Twitter. Number one. It seems suiting to mention that the 10th anniversary of the social network movie about Facebook's beginning is out. The digital revolution is circling all over all the platforms, good, bad, and then the hashtag, it is what it is, is trending. This is the 10th anniversary? Yeah, of the movie. Hmm. Of the, what was it called? The The social social network. The social network, that's right. Yeah. 10 years. I know. Remember when they took the away from Facebook? (laughs) I kind of feel like it's been longer. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Violetta. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the Eric in the Morning Podcast. 
Remember to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a moment of Eric in the Morning on 101.9 The Mix Chicago.